Welcome to another lesson in purposive communication. In today's lesson, we are going to discuss how cultural diversity affects communication and to discuss the benefits and challenges of cross-cultural communication. According to science, each person is genetically unique. Except for identical twins, each person has a unique genetic composition. This uniqueness becomes even more heightened because of individual experiences. Humans are formed by forces other than genetics, family background, religious affiliations, educational achievements, sociocultural forces, economic conditions, emotional states, and other factors shape human identities. Because of this, no two people can never be exactly the same. This situation, the diversity of people and cultures, impacts communication. People interacting with those coming from unfamiliar cultures may have difficulties in communication. Most people tend to conclude that miscommunication results from a speaker's lack of proficiency in language. What is not realized is that the fact that even with excellent language skills, people may still experience miscommunication. How then do we approach intercultural communication? Now, Carol Kinsey Goldman in 2011 discusses communicating across cultures, and this she has to say. Communicating across cultures is challenging. Its culture has set of rules that its members take for granted. Few of us are aware of our own cultural biases because cultural imprinting is begun at a very early age. And while some of the culture's knowledge, rules, beliefs, values, phobias, and anxieties are taught explicitly, most of the information is absorbed subconsciously. The challenge for multinational communication or multicultural communication has never been greater. Worldwide business organizations have discovered that intercultural communication is a subject of importance, not just because of increased globalization, but also because their domestic workforce is growing more and more diverse ethnically and culturally. We are all individuals and no two people belonging to the same culture are guaranteed to respond in exactly the same way. However, generalizations are valid to the extent that they provide clues on what you will most likely encounter when dealing with members of a particular culture. All international communication is influenced by cultural differences. Even the choice of communication medium can have cultural overtones. The determining factor may not be the degree of industrialization, but rather whether the country falls into a high-context or a low-context culture. So what is a high-context culture? High-context culture, those coming from the Mediterranean, Central European, Italian American, or Latin America rather, African, Arab, Asian, and American Indian, leave much of the message unspecified to be understood through context, nonverbal cues, 
and between the lines interpretation of what is actually said. By contrast, low-context culture, those belonging to Germany and English-speaking countries, expect messages to be explicit and specific. Some cultures think of time sequentially as a linear commodity to spend or to save or waste. Other cultures view time synchronically as a constant flow to be experienced in the moment and as a force that cannot be contained or controlled. In sequential cultures like North America, English, Germany, Swedish, and Dutch, business people give full attention to one agenda item after another. In synchronic cultures, including South America, Southern Europe, and Asia, the flow of time is viewed as a sort of circle, with the past, present, and future all interrelated. This viewpoint influences how organizations in those cultures approach deadlines, strategic thinking, investments, developing talent from within, and the concept of long-term planning. Orientation to the past, present, and future is another aspect of time in which cultures differ. Americans believe that the individual can influence the future by personal effort. But since there are too many variables in the distant future, we favor a short-term view. Synchronistic culture's context is to understand the present and prepare for the future. Any important relationship is a durable bond that goes back and forward in time and is often viewed as grossly disloyal not to favor friends and relatives in business dealings. In international business practices, reason and emotion both play a role. Which of this dominates depends upon whether we are affected, meaning readily showing emotions, or emotionally neutral in our approach. Members of neutral cultures do not telegraph their feelings, but keep them carefully controlled and subdued. In cultures with high affect, people show their feelings plainly by laughing or smiling or grimacing and sometimes crying or shouting or walking out of the room. This doesn't mean that people in neutral cultures are cold or unfeeling. But in the course of normal business activities, neutral cultures are more careful to monitor the amount of emotion they display. Emotional reactions were found to be least acceptable in Japan, Indonesia, the UK, Norway, and the Netherlands, and most accepted in Italy, France, the US, and Singapore. Reason and emotion are part of all human communication. When expressing ourselves, we look to others for confirmation of our ideas and feelings. If our approach is highly emotional, we are seeking a direct emotional response. Like, I feel the same way. If our approach is highly neutral, we want an indirect response. Like, I agree with your thoughts on this. It's easy for people from neutral cultures to sympathize with the Dutch manager and his frustration over trying to reason with that excitable Italian. After all, an idea either works or it doesn't work. And the way to test the validity of an idea is through trial and observation. 
That just makes sense, doesn't it? Well, not necessarily to the Italian, who felt the issue was deeply personal and viewed any rational argument as totally irrelevant. When it comes to communication, what's proper and correct in one culture may be ineffective or even offensive in another. In reality, no culture is right or wrong, better or worse. It's just different. In today's global business community, there's no single best approach to communicating with one another. The key to cross-cultural success is to develop an understanding of and deep respect for differences. The diversity of people and culture impacts communication. Communicating with people coming from unfamiliar cultures poses challenges. And hence, the success of international communication does not depend on language skills alone, but on openness and sensitivity to cultural diversity as well as a genuine desire to understand and be understood.